The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Here we are. It's time for the On Point with Victor show uh, on the eve of the eve of the eve of New Year's Eve. <laughs> so, uh, look, folks, I I hope that all of you had a wonderful, wonderful and very, very Merry Christmas. Um, I, just, I hope you were able to see your family. Uh, I hope you were able to spend time with them and with friends. Uh, and if you couldn't be close to them and see them, I hope you stood on the uh, balcony or on your deck or on your porch and threw gifts to the family that you didn't want to be around because Fauci told you so. So, uh, no, look, it's totally understandable. Uh, I will make fun of Fauci and, and, and happily so because, uh, that guy needs to go and you've heard me say this before. Uh, but uh, if I, I totally understand if, if you had family members and you've got elderly family members and you didn't want them near family members who might have a, a cold um, whether it was the runners or not um, you know it's good to stay away from people who are sick uh, but if that happened I hope I, I do hope that you were able to stand on your porch or stand on your deck uh, and and throw gifts to those who you couldn't be close to uh, because Christmas is a time to to really uh, be with your family and connect with your family and maybe reconnect with some family members and friends and all that good stuff so so I hope you were able to do that and uh, and I and I truly hope that that in the uh, New Year and New Year's Eve coming up, that you you find a way to enjoy it, find a way to ring in the New Year. Uh, I I know here in Georgia, the breaking news this morning was there will be no peach drop for the third year in a row. Uh, it's ridiculous, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I mean, it really is, folks. Uh, but uh, but whatever, you know, government will do what government will do. Uh, if you're in a neighborhood and you've got a good community, do your own peach drop, do your own celebrations. Uh, you know, do what you, we're adults. We don't need a nanny state government to tell us how we can celebrate, uh, whether it be your birthday, your, or, or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. You don't need the government telling you how to do it. And for the new years coming in, look, it's a big deal. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're pushing out 2021. We're ushering in 2022 and you should do it with a bang. Uh, and, and look, I, I, you know, those of you who know me, those of you who've been listening to me for a while, you know, um, I'm not a drinker. Uh, I, I, I don't do the alcohol thing. Uh, it's just a choice that I've made since I was, uh, 13 years old. <laughs> so, uh, was, was never something I got into. Um, so I don't really feel that, and I don't like crowds. Well, we know what didn't stunt your growth. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't alcohol. <laughs> Thanks, Fantlou, David. <laughs> no, uh, you are correct, David. It wasn't smoking, it wasn't drugs, and it wasn't alcohol because <laughs> I stayed away from all of this. Uh, it could have been the adrenaline need, the the need that I have for adrenaline that could have stunted my growth. Maybe, ooh, maybe that could spawn some new research. But, uh, but yeah, folks, you know. Um, I, so for me, and and also those of you who know me, as David just mentioned, that those those items didn't stop my growth. I don't like crowds. I don't like crowds because I can't see over the butt in front of me. So um, I try and stay out of crowds to begin with. So uh, it, for but so what I do is, is I'll get together with friends and and some family and and we'll just do our own shindig. Uh, and that's when I'm not at the slopes. Now I will say this: uh, I I do have a a family and friend tradition. 
tradition where we try and hit the slopes over New Year's. We we did it for many years running. Uh, we would go to Lake Tahoe, and it's such an awesome, awesome place. Uh, but we're not able to do it this year, and unfortunately, we weren't able to do it last year. So hopefully that will start again. So so find a tradition you can do for New Year's Eve. Uh, make it make it fun. It doesn't always have to be about going and getting in a crowd and uh, getting uh, uh, inebriated. <laughs> Man, that's it. Thank you, David. I'm going to blame the Spanish for that. Um, but, you know, you don't have to go out and get blitz. You can actually have different type of, uh, of, of, of traditions, and you can set new traditions. So, And, and here we are ringing out, hopefully, uh, <laughs> another year of ridiculous uh, government control. Let's get rid of that. You know, next year is an election year. Um, and, you know, folks, while I'm mentioning it, enjoy – Enjoy your time with your friends and family and, and, and do something for New Year's, no matter, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but do something and enjoy it. Because, first of all, you don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. So you don't know what next year is going to bring. And I will say this. Next year is an election year, and it's going to be a big election year. And so we have no idea what China is going to release on this country next year. And, and I say that with a little bit of jokingness, but I say it with, with, with some truth to it. Because we know now, without a doubt, that COVID-19, the Wuhan virus, came from a laboratory in Wuhan. It didn't come from a farm. It didn't come from a market. <laughs> it, it, it came from the Wuhan, a, a Wuhan lab. And uh, now, I'm not going to get into a debate. Did they do it on purpose or not? I'm not going to get into that debate. Uh, we don't have enough evidence, uh, or at least we the people have seen, um, that we can really say with 100% certainty that China did it on purpose with Democrat helps. Oh, bad host, bad host. Uh, but what we can say with certainty is where it came from. And it did come. It originated and came from a lab in Wuhan. So what's not to say that that couldn't happen again next year? So we just don't know, folks. So you've got to live your life. And you'll hear me say this all the time. You, you better find a way to be happy, and you better find a way to enjoy life and, and make every second count because you don't know when it's going to come to an end. And that's either by something happening to you or or, 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 or the government trying to shut you down. So, uh, Producer Brett, you look like you have a, a rare comment. Victor, i got to tell you, man. I got to listen to you on the Eric Erickson show last week. Oh, excellent. And I got to tell you, man, you nailed it. You killed it. Oh, man. Um, he was lucky to have you. I appreciate And I was lucky it. to be a part of the show. And we at America's Web Radio are very proud of you and hope that you get more opportunities to, to shine oh. internationally or nationally or whatever. It was Whoa. a great job. and fantastic man i really appreciate that brett uh you know from your mouth to god's ears i I hope we get more chances and and we have i i have to say i've been humbled by the feedback and uh and you guys just continue continue to humble me i i I really appreciate that brett that that i can't thank you enough i can't thank david enough i can't thank america's web radio enough and folks if you don't know what what brett's alluding to this last week i subbed in for the eric erickson show and uh we had a blast we had an absolute blast. I enjoyed it, and I, I will just take this opportunity to thank Eric again for, for allowing me to do so, and I look forward to doing it again. And, uh, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be here, folks, if it weren't for America's Web Radio, if it weren't for David, if it weren't for Brett. I would have never had that opportunity, and uh, especially the legendary Dave. So big, big thanks to him. And, uh, and folks, you guys, all of you listeners out there, none, I, I, I wouldn't have had that opportunity were it not for you guys tuning in and listening. 
listening, and that's all you listeners across Georgia and Tennessee and Florida and uh, Alabama and California, New York. I mean, we 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 li- we reach a lot of people. So so thank you very much, Brad. I appreciate that. Keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So. All right, folks. Well, we'll we're going to move. Uh, I've got a lot to get to today, uh, but I did, but definitely, definitely have a good time and, and enjoy New Year's. And and uh, boy, next year's coming, and uh, it's going to come in with a bang. I'm sure. Um, find a way to enjoy it. And uh, I, you know, I want to before we get into some topics because there's a lot of topics to get to today. I do want to mention now. I, you know, I and I'll get some of you listeners out will, that will. Uh, reach out to me usually on Monday mornings and ask me where I went riding on the weekend because I'm an avid motorcycle rider, uh, street and dirt. And I do have to say that I went, a buddy of mine, we uh, we got up on uh, Sunday morning on, and decided, you know, it's time. I mean, my goodness, here in Georgia, it was 70 degrees. So we decided we would take full advantage of the good weather. We rolled out the uh, dirt bikes, put them on the trailer, and we went up to Dawsonville to a place in and if you're in georgia you want to listen very closely uh if you're surrounding if you're in a surrounding state of georgia you want to listen very closely we went to a place called uh, iron mountain uh, park and uh let me tell you this place was acres and acres and acres and acres of trails of mountain it, it nestled in the north georgia mountains just trails and trails of uh motorcycle for motorcycles for uh four by fours and also for side by sides it is a playground for adrenaline seekers, and uh, I, I had an absolute blast at Iron Mountain, so I wanted to give a shout-out to the Iron Mountain Park up in Dawsonville in North Georgia. Look, folks, if you're in Alabama, if you're in Tennessee, if you're in the Carolinas, it is well worth it for you to hitch up your trailer and head over to Iron Mountain for the weekend. They've got, they're going to have cabins coming online pretty soon, uh, and they have RV spots. You can pull your RV or your camper and, and, and camp there for the weekend. You will not... Uh, uh, regret doing it. It's an amazing place. The scenery, the views, 360 degree views that you wouldn't believe. An unbelievable lodge. And like I said, they've got campgrounds that are going to come online here pretty soon that you can do some camping in their in their cabins. Uh, but that, like I said, they've got RV, so you can take your RV, you can take your camper just an amazing place and if you don't have your own machine uh don't have your own side by side or or four by four uh, don't worry you can rent one from them so uh, it's an awesome place so big shout out to iron maiden uh, iron maiden <laughs> that uh that that was a little slip there that's one of my favorite bands <laughs> so, but a big shout out to iron mountain the there that's awesome awesome place iron mountain park up there in north georgia so all right folks so let's uh let me move on a little bit uh, and get to some topics. You know, I mentioned at the top of the show about going out and enjoying yourself. Don't listen to Fauci. Uh, don't listen to Biden and his merry band of authoritarians. Um, it is really, truly time to to uh, to turn off Fauci. Uh, look, I don't know why he's still in the bureaucracy in Washington. Actually, I do know why. Folks, you've got to understand something. When you get a taste of the the party that is Washington, when you get a taste and, you, and when you wade into that swamp water, and 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 you you're, you you would be thinking that swamp water, oh that's going to be nasty. Oh, let me tell you something. The Washington swamp water, swamp water for all, for those swamp rats. For, I shouldn't say that. But for those people who are part of that Washington club, they get to swim in the swamp water. Oh, it tastes good. It tastes real good. You've got unlimited money, unlimited budgets. You're not account hold, held accountable to anyone because you're government. Government doesn't have to make a product. Government doesn't have to make something good. Government doesn't have customer service lines that you can call and complain to. Government doesn't have to do anything or have to worry about anything because they're not held accountable 
to there there is no no customer service or whatever you know like I'm saying there's just nothing there holding them accountable and there's no budget they can blow there's no budget too big there's they can always take more money from you remember the only people who pay taxes in this country are the individual you and me we the people and the government can just take and take and take as much as they want and when they, when it's not there, doesn't matter. They can spend and spend and spend and print and print and print. And so Washington is a fun place for those who are a member of the club. And uh, and and I'm telling you, so Fauci to be there. If you're looking at Fauci and you're going, man, dude, you're 81, 82, whatever years old. Uh, don't you want to retire? Don't you want to go spend time with your family? Yeah, not when you're in that kind of power. Not when you're in the club. When you're in the Washington club and you get a taste of that power. And now. This past year, two years, Fauci has had a taste of fame. You know, the media loves him. They made this whole thing political to get rid of Trump. And so they put Fauci on a pedestal. And, uh, I mean, folks, it, it it's time to knock him off the pedestal. But he's a bureaucrat. He isn't going to go anywhere on his own. And uh, this is why your vote is so important, so, so important, and it's why you have to get out and start in 2022 and work hard. You've got to talk to your neighbors and your family members and, and, and anyone out there <clears throat> that you can talk to and explain to them voting for Democrats today, today's Democrat, is voting for an authoritarian. Uh, and, and that can go for some of the establishment Republicans, too. Look, these career you will hear me say it all the time, career politicians, uh, it's time to boot most of them out, And uh, starting with uh, all the Democrats. And, uh, and look, I've got more breaking news for you today, folks. I, I've got a big I told you so that I'm going to get to later, so uh, you're going to want to stay tuned. Uh, but, but imagine, folks, imagine how, how much safer and secure would this country be and i mean security wise and also financially how how much fiscally resp- how much more fiscally responsibly would we be and safer would we be if the federal government would just stick to the 18 enumerated powers that's afforded to them by the united states constitution you know that document that we live by that we should be living by that document that we should be teaching in school from every grade from I don't know, from maybe five years old and up, there should be lessons on the Constitution and, the, and our form of republic, our form of government. Uh, we the people, of the people, by the people, uh, for the people, of the people, by the people, that should be taught maybe maybe since you're three or four years old. Um, but, folks, we have 18 enumerated powers, and imagine what a place this would be, what a country would be if the government would get back to just – the federal government would get back to just abiding by the Constitution. All right, folks, I've got a big I told you so, and it's coming up after this break, so don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. 
I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice@outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at firearmliquidationservice@outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, folks. Hey, look, you are listening to America's Web Radio, and this is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, the Mexican not afraid to be American. Uh, look, folks. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and give you the big I told you so. Um, because this is, you've got to hear this and you've got to understand this. Many of you have heard me in the past, uh, warn you about Joe Manchin. Uh, don't, don't buy into what he's doing. Don't, uh, don't jump on his train and, 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 and start telling West Virginians, oh, it's okay to vote for Joe Manchin even though he's a Democrat. And I told you, I told you that there would be a time coming up soon where Joe Manchin would show his true colors. Joe Manchin, if you look at his voting record does not vote against Schumer. He doesn't. He will find a way to to be complicit with the Democrats, and he'll go back and he'll lie his through his teeth to the people of West Virginia, and then he'll grandstand when he needs to. And he's been grandstanding a lot because let me tell you something, folks. In 2018, he barely won. And 2018 uh, was a blue wave year. Uh, for lack of a better word, it was a big Democrat uh, election year in 2018. And even with it being a, with the winds behind his back, he barely won in West Virginia. And then when you got to 2020, uh, West Virginia went huge for, for President Trump. Uh, West Virginia is a solid red state. And the fact that, that, that the people of West Virginia will continue to allow Manchin to lie to them you know, Manchin in 2018 told them all. I mean, he sounded like a conservative uh, Republican running for Senate in 2018, and the West Virginians fell for it, and they got elected. And it didn't take 24 hours for West Virginia to screw the. I'm sorry, for Manchin to screw the people of West Virginia. As soon as he was reelected in 2018, less than 24 hours, he starts hammering on raising taxes, raising taxes, raising taxes, and uh, falling in line and voting on everything the Democrats' leadership wanted him to vote on. And now we get to this point after 2020, and we get to where we are now. And West Virginia is more solid a Republican red state. So I don't think Manchin could win again by three points. I think he loses if that election's held today, if it were held today instead of 2018. And Manchin knows that. That's why Manchin put his, uh, put his so-called foot down when it comes back to build back better. But make no mistake, everything Joe Manchin did in regards to build back better, Biden knew he was going to do. And Schumer knew, especially Schumer. You know, Biden may not have, who knows? Who knows what Biden knows? But Schumer and the Democrat leadership knew exactly what Manchin was going to do. They worked these deals out, folks, before. Let me tell you something. A Democrat doesn't go rogue unless he has permission to go rogue from Schumer and from Pelosi. And that's just a fact. I, I promise you, you can trust me on that, folks. 
uh, and what Manchin's been doing, he's he worked all this out in the backgrounds. Trust me. Now the squad, the Ocasio Cortezes, and and these these wackos, new newer members of Congress, uh, and maybe some in the Senate. They they probably don't know. They have no idea. They think Manchin's an actual rogue. They think Manchin's probably a, a you know actually moderate. And uh, and it's funny, uh, but trust me, the leadership knows what they're doing, and and Manchin knows what he's doing. And if you doubt me, look at your headlines today, and look at what's coming tomorrow. Joe Manchin is out there right now screaming at the top of his lungs that we need to get rid of, repeal the Trump tax cuts. Now, Joe Manchin's no knows, <laughs> Joe Manchin knows uh, just as well as anyone with a brain, uh, especially conservatives and fiscal fiscally conservative econom- economists. Joe Manchin knows that the Donald Trump, the President Trump tax cuts in his, during his term is the reason why we had one of the best economies in history. We had the lowest unemployment rate for black Americans, the lowest unemployment rate for Hispanic Americans, the lowest unemployment rate for women, more, more women in the workforce, more Asians, the lowest unemployment for the for Asian population. Every measure we had the lowest in unemployment for the, for that class or that group of people and, and 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 the most number of Americans working in the workforce that's what we had under Donald Trump and that came because of the tax cuts we had people wages increasing faster than they've ever increased not followed and overtaken by inflation like you're having now under Donald Trump's uh, leadership and the four years he was in office, we truly had wage growth from the bottom up, folks, from the bottom up. And it wasn't negated by inflation because inflation was low. Uh, this was a natural ascension from a natural growing economy because of tax cuts that spurred business and spurred growth. And, and folks, the only way to, to grow an economy, to, to have a growing economy that really works is when that pie is expanding, the economic pie. But the Democrats don't understand how to expand a pie. They want to take the pie that exists and cut smaller slices. Uh, that is the best way I can put it. And when you do things like that, you get lower, un- you, you get higher unemployment. You get a lower labor participation uh, force. Uh, you get higher inflation. And folks, if if you don't think uh, uh, interest rates are going up, you're kidding yourself because that's coming too. All of these things will happen during a slowed down economy, and and when you retard the growth of economy, and that's what the Biden administration has been doing. That's what the Democrats are doing. And so for Joe Manchin now to be coming out, and and this is a little cover, you know, he he stopped to build back better. But let me tell you what he's doing, folks. Build back better is not going away. It's coming back next year. And what Joe Manchin is doing is throwing out fodder to the uh, hardcore left Democrats by saying, well, I'm going to lead the way, and we're going to repeal Trump's tax cuts. But Joe Manchin knows it's going to hurt the people of West Virginia. But Joe Manchin, and here's where you go, you're going to get an analysis that you're not going to hear uh, on any news station. You're not going to hear this analysis on CNN, MSNBC, or NBC, or CBS, or ABC, or NPR, or PBS. You're not going to hear this. Uh, you might hear a little bit on Fox News, maybe. I don't know. But um, you may not even hear this from other talk show hosts. But you're going to get this kind of analysis from me. Joe Manchin knows what he's doing, and he's banking on something. Joe Manchin is banking that he can run around and lead the way to repeal these tax cuts because he's banking that the Biden administration won't do it. 
He's banking that they won't do it because you've got an election year coming up next year. And the last thing they want to do is slow the economy down more. And the la- and, and even more than that, they don't want the American people to realize the economy is slowing down. So Joe Manchin is, is, is banking that the Biden administration is going to see the polls. I mean, they're already seeing the poll. And I mean, the dudes, I mean, when you're a president and your numbers are in the tank like Biden's numbers are and the vice president's, my goodness, we, you might have to go negative to find her numbers. But Biden's numbers are low. And folks, if they're reporting 30, 31 or 37 or 38 and, and you've got mainstream media, if the mainstream media is reporting Biden's numbers as being under 40, uh, I can guarantee you they're probably under 30. The, the reality is they're probably about 10 points worse than what you'll see the national media say they are. So when you're a president in that situation, and trust me, the Biden administration, they know they know how bad things are for him and for themselves. And so chances are they're not going to allow a repeal of the Trump tax cuts next year. Now, don't get me wrong. They would love to do it, but they probably won't do it next year because it would really, really, really devastate the economy and accelerate the slowdown right before the midterm elections next year. And the Democrats, they're already already. The Democrats know they're going to take a shellacking next year, and they don't want to make it worse. Right now, uh, for 2022, the Biden administration is trying to figure out how how to mitigate the losses that are coming in next year's election, the midterms. So the chances that they're going to go along with repealing the taxes. Now, they will say to their base, oh, this is a great idea. We've got to do it. But they will find a way not to do it, and they'll try and blame the Republicans. Now, the Republicans have pretty much no power in Washington right now. And uh, they pretty they can't stop much. And so uh, it won't be the Republicans' fault. The, if the Democrats wanted to repeal the Trump tax cuts, they could do so, and they could do it first thing next year. Um, but I'm telling you, Joe Manchin is banking that they won't. Joe Manchin is playing a game that the Democrats love to play. And I can promise you Joe Manchin has already worked this game out with Schumer and Pelosi. They know what they're doing, folks. I mean, maybe one day the Republicans will take note and start taking notes on how to be as effective in their word game and play game as the Democrats. I don't want the Republican Party to go pull the wool over people's eyes. I want the Republicans to be honest and and to get back to the roots of the United States Constitution, uh, get back to smaller government, get back to lower taxes, um, get back to a strong defense. Get back to freedom. Get back to liberty. That's simple. It's as simple as that. That's all they need to do. It's all they need to do. But they do need to get their message better and get their messaging out there. And the establishment Republicans need to stop trying to uh, kill off the conservative Republicans. You know, we have a Freedom Caucus in the United States Congress, and that's the best thing that we could ever have up there, and it needs to expand. But there are a lot of establishment Republicans that don't like them. And we're going to have to deal with that, folks, as well, just as we're going to have to deal with the Democrats. But make no mistake. Joe Manchin is no friend to the Republicans. And for all of you establishment Republicans out there who have been sending me notes going, oh, look at Joe Manchin, look at Joe Manchin. You should you should be promoting and talking Joe Manchin. And I keep telling you, you need to, to stop going down that, uh, what's to say, water hole or, or dream hole, uh, because Joe Manchin isn't going to be your friend. Trust me on that, folks. All right, folks, we got to take a break. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. 
I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. I think so. And welcome back, folks. So take my word for it. Um, I, Joe Manchin is is going to stick it to the people of West Virginia like he always does. So my message for the people of West Virginia, you have an opportunity in 2024 to uh, do what you should have done in 2018, and that's send Joe Manchin to the retirement line like we need to send a lot of Democrats, all of them pretty much, and we need to send a lot of establishment Republicans to the retirement line too. Uh, but uh, but in the case of Joe Manchin, folks, I'm I'm sorry to tell you, He's playing a game, and and he's gonna and, and he's trying to play it both ways because he wants to to assure up his his power position in the Democrat Party by telling them he's he's gonna lead the way to repeal Trump's tax cuts, but then he's gonna placate to the West Virginia people and say, oh, it didn't happen, it didn't it didn't get repealed, and I I held firm on Build Back Better. Yeah, folks, it's not it's it's a game he's playing. And trust me, next year when Build Back Better comes back, and it will come back, um, if they don't get these taxes repealed, which I don't think they'll do next year, so Joe Manchin will act like he, oh, you guys are are going against me, and and you know he'll he'll grandstand, folks. Then they will sneak back Build Back Better, and Joe Manchin will vote for it because they'll come back and say, well, we couldn't repeal the taxes, but we're going to low Build Back Better down to a to a number Manchin can live with, and then he'll do it, and then he will hope. That the people of West Virginia forget about it because he's not up next year for re-election. He's up in 2024. But I, I, I'm telling you, uh, people in West Virginia, and I've got listeners in West Virginia, it is time for you to mobilize. And you guys, I don't care what Joe Manchin does and I don't care what he says. The only thing Joe Manchin can do, if he were a principled guy, if he were really principled and he really didn't want to grow the debt anymore and he really wanted to slow down spending, then he would switch parties. He would switch parties. If he doesn't do that, you need to send him to the retirement line. 
and uh, I hope the people of West Virginia do that. So uh, uh, that's that's my take there. Look, I, I I am sorry, folks. When you look at his voting record, you, you cannot trust. I, I don't think there's a Democrat in office today that that I can trust or that you should trust. Um, they are all moving to the left, far left. They're moving to a, a socialistic, authoritarian type uh, of, 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 of policies, and, and that's where they're headed towards. That's where that party's headed. And uh, and I don't. Uh, maybe I should remind you, uh, especially my 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 minority Democrat friends that are out there listening. Uh, every time you vote for the Democrat Party, every time you vote for the letter D. Uh, you're voting for the least diversity leadership in politics that's out there. That's out there. Uh, Pelosi, old white lady. Biden, old white dude. Uh, Sanders, old white dude. Uh, Joe Manson, he ain't that old, I guess, but he's white dude. So, I mean, uh, look, I, I I only say that because the Democrats are constantly telling me I need to judge people by their skin color. The media is telling me I need to do it, and uh, and I'm not going to do that, folks. But uh, but since they bring it up and and you Democrats will will send me notes all the time, uh, oh how can you not vote Democrats when you're a minority? Well, <laughs> easy, easy. The Democrats are taking advantage of minorities, and I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to point it out because this brown guy, this brown American who's proud to be American. I'll tell you the truth, and I'll tell you and give you my common sense analysis, and and uh, and I'm going to give you logic. And I am telling you, folks, politicians love taking advantage of the minorities, and and I am astounded by the number of minorities who will continue to allow themselves to be taken advantage of by power hungry career politicians in Washington. It blows my mind. And not just in Washington. It's on the state level, too, folks. It's on the state level, too. And uh, so anyway, I, I'm going to move on a little bit. But but before I do, um, keep your eye on one thing, folks. Um, it looks like uh, Putin is out there rattling his sabers and is doing it because of how weak by the weaker Biden gets and the, the weaker he's perceived the more saber rattling you're going to start to hear from people like Putin and, and North Korea and Iran. And now Putin's getting in on the game. And so, folks, keep an eye out for what Putin is saying, because Putin, uh, I, I, I haven't found uh, too many sources and I like to get more than one source. But I know that uh, just keep an eye out what Putin's saying, because he's starting to rattle sabers and say stupid things like uh, turning the U.S. into a nuclear wasteland. And he's only doing that because of the weakened state that we are in, because we've got a dementia and and uh, dementia ridden president that's that's. I can't even say he's leading this country because Biden's not really making the calls. The people around him are. Uh, it's sad. It's sad, but that's the state we're in now. But folks, we can make a, we can make some big changes next year. Big changes. We can't change the executive branch, but we can darn sure change the House. Uh, we can change the House and we can change the Senate. And and if we can get, uh, get the Republicans' conservative control of the House and the Senate next year, that's going to put a screeching halt to the ridiculousness that's going on coming from the executive branch. And uh, it's going to be interesting next year. It's going to be interesting. But but uh, now we have even more reason because of, of these despots that are starting to saber rattle. We've got to pay attention to this, folks. Pay attention to it. Um, and, you know, look at what um, – look at what Biden said. You know, all throughout the election – 
20, leading up to 2020, Biden said, I, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. And what did he say uh, just yesterday or the day before? Biden was on a news or a conference with his uh, governors or I don't know. He was on something. And he said that COVID is not a federal issue. The federal government is not going to have a federal solution to COVID that it's going to that the states have to do. Now, I actually, you know, it's funny because I'll actually agree with the guy. Um, the federal government shouldn't shouldn't be trying to dictate and mandate. Uh, it can be a state issue. We're adults. We can figure it out. And, and the states ought to be the, uh, the so-called lab, laboratories to figure out how to fix things, not the federal government. Says so the United States Constitution. So I am thrilled to death that apparently Biden, in a moment of clarity, remembered the, uh, I believe, the 13th Amendment. Or the 10th, I'm sorry, the 10th Amendment. Uh, states' rights. So good for Biden. Good for Biden. Now, I am sure his handlers will be rushing to to put down his moment of clarity, and he'll come back and give a corrective statement, I'm sure. But, uh, but folks, pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on. And, and look what happened when he was uh, having his meeting, his phone call with the governors. As soon as he opened it up for questions, and first of all, he threw the questions to somebody else. He didn't even want to answer them. But before he would answer questions from or let someone else answer questions, well, before the people of Biden, the people's Biden's people, before they would allow the governors around the country to ask Biden questions, they took the media and kicked him out. They gave the media the boot, the proverbial boot. They made every person in the media leave the room before questions were asked. And you know what the lamestream media? Not one of them stopped and pushed back or asked questions or demanded, demanded access because the people have a right to know. They didn't do it. They just picked up their things and happily left because they're all sycophants for the Democrats. That is your lamestream media, folks. We don't have a fair and balanced media. We just don't. We have a state-run media, and they're not state-run because Biden says so. They're state-run because they self-imposed it on themselves, and it's pretty sad. Pretty sad, but anyway, folks. All right, I want to move on a little bit, and I'm going to tread on a little bit of attention span of my listeners that are outside of Georgia, so bear with me because, look, this what I'm about to talk about is going to have implications across the whole country. The, the entire United States. So if you're in Tennessee right now, if you're in Florida, some of my great listeners in Florida, if you're in California, if you're in Utah, Montana, uh, New York, New Jersey, Arizona, you know, all these other states where I have wonderful listeners, South Carolina, um, I'm going to tread on your attention span just a little bit because I've got to talk a little bit about the Georgia race coming up for governorship, the governor. Uh, that's a big race coming up next year. You're going to hear a lot about it. It will have national implications. And, in fact, I'm pretty sure that the national media is going to be paying attention to this Georgia race because it's not just going to be the governor's race. There's a Senate race also in Georgia. And uh, I do believe we're going to be able to kick uh, Warnock, uh, Warlock out of office, and uh, and rightfully so. So And look, if you're in Georgia uh, or outside and you pay attention to politics, has it dawned on you yet that you haven't heard a peep out of Warnock? Not a peep out of this guy? This guy's been hiding from the voters of Georgia ever since he's he got in office. Um, there's a reason for that, folks. There's a reason for that. Uh, the polling's not looking good for him. And I don't know who who the Republican nominee will be yet, 
But outside of them being uh, some really, really awful candidate, uh, they should Georgia should recapture one of their Senate seats next year. So that's going to be fun to watch. But but the big 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 race is going to be the governor's race. Um, Georgia has has has. I'm amazed at how messed up the Georgia GOP can be and how messed up the Georgia GOP is. And this is establishment. These are establishment politicians here in Georgia that are doing their best to screw things up. And uh, and that includes David Ralston that run that leads the house. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know the area that he represents, but if you people don't throw him out when you get a chance, then you're going to rue the day you didn't because we may lose the house, we may lose the senate in Georgia. The 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 I'm talking now state politics. So I'm talking about the state house, the state senate. We may lose them because of David Ralston. And then if the the if the GOP isn't careful and if the voter if the Republican voters in Georgia and the independent voters aren't careful, we may lose the governorship to Stacey Abrams. And folks, I don't know if I've got to tell you what a travesty that would be. Um, I I don't know if Georgia can survive four years of Stacey Abrams. Um, I think that lady's crazy enough to retroactive try to put in lockdowns because she's so mad because Georgia remember remember one of the best things Kemp did was he was one of the he was the first state to reopen and come out of this corona crap lockdown uh, even though and look folks you know I I voted for president Trump and you know I love the guy I love his policies uh, but I have to say, I, I was 100% on Kemp, had Kemp's back as a voter here in Georgia when he went against Trump and reopened the state of Georgia. Because if you remember, Trump was still listening to Fauci at the time, and he made a, a kind of a negative comment to Kemp for a reopening Georgia. But Kemp ended up being right. He ended up being 100% right and got this state open. So he deserves, whether you support Kemp or not, he deserves kudos for that. And uh, and now we're going in. So we're going into this governor's race next year. And um, I, and I, I have got to put this warning out to the voters of Georgia. Now, half a million of you voters in Georgia sat on your hands in the special election in 2021. And you allowed two Democrat senators to win the state of Georgia. And uh, that shouldn't have happened, and it wouldn't have happened if half a million of you Republican voters had a went and voted. But you didn't. You didn't because you listened to the hype and you listened to the BS about, um, oh, it's just going to be stolen. Well, let me tell you something, folks. I know there are shenanigans going on, and there were shenanigans going on in the Georgia elections. But if you don't vote, you will lose 100% of the time. The only way we can beat fraud is turnout. And when half a million people don't vote, you lose. And that's how Purdue lost. And that's how, um, oh, my God, Loeffler, Kelly Loeffler, that's how she lost. And so I don't want this to happen next year. I don't want us to get to a, a position where 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 the Georgia voter is vi- fighting each other because you've got the Kemp faction and the Purdue faction and you've got the stolen election faction, and the non-stolen faction, and and whoever is the nominee, half of the country, uh, I'm sorry, half of Georgia doesn't vote because they're mad. Well, if another half a million of you voters don't vote, then you might as well go pull the lever for Stacey Abrams because she will be your governor. 
And folks, I am telling you, Stacey Abrams is, she was crazy enough to get rid of the all-star game and hurt thousands of black businesses. She's crazy enough to try to put retro lockdowns into effect. <laughs> so just to prove a point. So, all right, folks, I'll get into a little bit more when we come back. Uh, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor show. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, folks. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderas. Okay, now look, uh, I want to get into a little bit more about this race and governor uh, for George, the race for governor in Georgia. So again, I'm going to tread on the attention span of my listeners outside of Georgia. But listen, understand that this has implications countrywide. If we were to allow Stacey Abrams to take foot in Georgia. It's going to affect the rest of the country because if she can get in here and start changing. Now, look, you want to mess up voting even more in Georgia, you allow the Democrats to take over. And then you're going to see uh, instead of tightening uh, voting rules and making voting fair, you're going to see legalized fraud. You think fraud's bad now? You just wait till Stacey Abrams gets in there. And if the and if Georgia goes Democrat, uh, it will have implications across this country because then we probably will lose our senators as well, and they'll go back to Democrat. Uh, it's just it, it's just awful. I don't even want to think about it. Now, now look, I I understand Kemp did some things wrong and did some bad things. I understand that, and I know he made a lot of you mad. Um, look, I you guys know who've been listening to me. I was never a fan of of Kemp. Um, I, I didn't support him in the primary. I supported just about everyone else except for Case Cagle. <laughs> I did pr- approve for Kemp over him. Um, the only way to get more establishment than Kemp was to go with Cagle, and thank God we didn't do that. Um, but understand, as soon as Kemp got the nomination, I was 100% with him because I know the dangers of Abrams. So I am not full of myself or or I'm not going to um, be uh, so uh, limited in my ability to think that I wouldn't support Kemp versus Abrams. So when Kemp won the nomination in, um, gosh, I guess 2018, um, I was 100% in his camp because I know the dangers of Stacey Abrams. Now, had if I thought the Libertarian candidate had a shot, I would have been with a Libertarian candidate in a heartbeat. But I understand that in Georgia right now, it's going to come down between the Republican or the Democrat. And I cannot risk 
helping Stacey Abrams. So I will support the Repu- – and I don't do this very often, but I will support the Republican candidate, whichever one it is, that wins the primary. Now, let me say this. I believe in a hard-fought fight. I believe in the United States Constitution, and I believe in the Founding Fathers when they wrote and expressed the, the, the understanding that anyone, anyone who is an American citizen and of age should run for office if they feel the calling. So I, I think it is a great thing, and I don't have a problem with anyone challenging any member of, of whether they be Republican or Democrat. So I don't have a, a, a problem that we have a primary coming up and that we're not just going to let Kemp glide through. I don't have a problem with that. And I understand there are other, um, other radio hosts out there and, and there are other, other talking people, <laughs> talking people, um, talking heads that will tell you that, well, Kemp's going to have to spend all his money. They're going to fight and they're not going to have enough money to beat Abrams. Look, I understand that, but that's part of politics and you better figure figure out a way to to to, to do it um, Trump proved you can win with lesser money and 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 the Republicans are going to have to learn that and get their message straight and 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 stand together this is why I talked before a few weeks ago about a message that that needs to come out of every govern, govern gubernatorial candidate uh, on the Republican side the message needs to be unity you don't need to come out and just start trying to kill each other um, I, I trust me when I say this. You better find a way to to. I, and I think the candidate who comes forth the most about speaking about unity to beat Abrams will be the candidate that will probably win the primary. And uh, and we've got a few of them, folks. So let me go over. So we've got Brian Kemp. He's the incumbent. We've got David Perdue, who's got in the race. And, and uh, those of you, you know David Perdue. He was a former senator of the great state of Georgia. Um, we've got Candace Taylor. And, and many of you may not have heard about Candace Taylor. And, folks, look her up. Look her up. She's a, she's an interesting lady. And I, I have just – I have recently have had the pleasure – to, to start learning about Candace Taylor. And, um, I, I, I really hope she gets some backing and, and gets some money so she can get her name recognition up. Because I did some searching on the, on the interwebs and there are sites like Ballotpedia and sites that don't even have her listed as a candidate. Uh, as for all the name recognition that Vernon Jones has, he wasn't even listed as a candidate on ballot, I don't think on Ballotpedia. So there are sites that I'm doing searches that aren't even recognizing that there are other candidates it's in the race they're only pointing out Kemp and Purdue so my message to Candace Taylor my message to you listeners out there uh, look her up look her up learn learn you know read all these candidates I I want you to be in an informed voting you guys have heard me say before I think voting should be painful and I mean that because I think you need to actually learn some things and do your investigative homework before you vote and and so you should explore these candidates but uh, I, I I had a a, a recent um, uh, group of people who pointed out Candace Taylor to me uh, over the weekend, and I did a little bit of research. And, and folks, she uh, she seems like an outstanding lady, and uh, so I, I I look forward to learning more about her. And um, so so look her up, folks. But you also have Vernon Jones, and then you have Shane Hazel, who's going to run as a libertarian. Look, folks, I love Shane Hazel. I've met him a few times, uh, love him to death, and I w- I wish I could support him. But I'm sorry, I, I cannot risk support going with my heart, which would be Shane and the Libertarians. Um, I would support him in a heartbeat as a Libertarian, uh, but I can't risk Stacey Abrams winning. And I'm sorry, Shane, <laughs> I'll just say this on the air. Um, I'm afraid you would take too much, too many votes away, and those votes are going to help 
Stacey Abrams, and I cannot stand in good conscience. Even though we align a lot, um, I cannot allow Georgia to suffer under the leadership of Stacey Abrams. So that's why I've got – I'm going to have to pick somebody in the Republican primary. Um, so, so, um, so for the Republican side – You've got Brian Kemp, you've got David Perdue, you've got Candace Taylor, you've got Vernon Jones. Now, I I, I will say this um, because I love I, I am always honest with my listeners and and, and all of you guys. Uh, I know Vernon Jones. Um, I consider Vernon Jones a friend. Um, he, he's a he's a he's a he's a funny dude. I like him. Um, but I I I don't know if he can win. I, I don't know if any. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But um, but he's an interesting dude, and and you should learn more about him. Um, Candace Taylor. Again, I, I, I think uh, so far from what I've been learning about her, uh, she sounds pretty darn interesting. So I, I look forward to learning more about her. Uh, I also know David Perdue. And, um, and I, I will say this about Perdue. I like him. And uh, I, I can, you know, I think Purdue was Trump before Trump was Trump because when Purdue was first elected to the Senate, he was a CEO, a businessman. He was not a politician, and I think it worked well for him. Um, I will say this: uh, my father, who many of you hear me talk about, uh, he's very well connected with the Mexican American community. My father was was really a a I would say a founding member of the Mexican American Latin Association here in Georgia. And uh, David Perdue, he's got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> so you really should have somebody reach out to me uh, to talk to me and, and maybe my dad. Uh, because let me tell you something. we got a lot of influence over, over a lot of Hispanic voters here in the state of Georgia. And right now my dad has a bone to pick. And uh, I, it would do the Purdue camp well <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, to, to reach out. Uh, but uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. And, uh, and I also know Kemp. I have met Brian Kemp a few times. And, and look, I, I, I like Kemp. I don't have a problem with, with, on a friendship level and no, of, of, with Kemp. But I, but I've always had a problem with his establishment status. So again, I'm going to be honest with you folks, but I was 100% a, 100% supporter of Kemp when he faced Stacey Abrams. And if he should be the one to face her, I will be 100% with him again. And I do believe Kemp deserves kudos for how he's handled uh, Georgia in terms of the coronavirus uh, because he was the first state to open. That was Kemp, folks. That was Kemp. And and I, I'm not going to lie to you, folks. I'm not going to placate to anyone or any politician. You will never hear me placate to politicians. Uh, I'm just not going to do it, folks. But I will point out good things and bad. I, I'm not going to come on here and be one of those hosts that comes here and tells you bad things and only bad things. I will tell you good things. I'll even tell you good things if a Democrat does a good thing. I'll tell you. And I will allow Democrats on the show. And in fact, I'm going to put an open, an open invitation right now to any candidate for the, for the governorship of Georgia. So that's Brian Kemp, David Perdue, Candace Taylor, Vernon Jones, Shane Hazel. Any of you who want to come on air, I would have included Stacey Abrams, but there's no way. Stacey Abrams would ever sit down and talk to me and allow me to question her. So I won't even include her on this because I know she won't do it. Uh, but for Shane Hazel, for Vernon Jones, for Candace Taylor, David Perdue, Brian Kemp, any of you are welcome. Have your people reach out to my people and we'll make it happen. So, uh, but I want to get into this before the, before the next break. I want to, and before we get to the end of the show, um, I learned a little bit about about uh, Candace Taylor, so I want you guys to look into her. She she really does sound interesting. She she's got some. She gets huge points 
for supporting and advocating for constitutional carry. Uh, now, you will hear me talk about constitutional carry. You'll hear Roger with Roger B. Uh, with uh, Locked and Loaded. You'll hear him talk about constitutional carry. Candace Taylor is a big advocate of constitutional carry, so that earns her huge points, and that ought to be one of her big talking points in her campaign if if she takes advice from, from little old me. Um, now, I also want to say to Candace, uh, I, I think you've got a good economic message about farmers. I think that is great, and that's, a, that's going to resonate great with Georgia and with Georgians. But I didn't see anything on your site that uh, had anything to that said anything about the Georgia income tax. So please, Candace, if you need to reach out to me, please do, and let me tell you about the fair tax. Because not only do we need the fair tax on the national level, we need it in Georgia. We need to get rid of the income tax in Georgia. It will make Georgia a much more competitive state. And uh, I don't think Brian Kemp has the guts to do it. He, I haven't heard him talk about it. I know Purdue mentioned it, but then he went and stepped in it when he did this lawsuit for, for to rehash 2020. So, Candace, you have a golden opportunity here, and I, I don't I don't know if Vernon Jones has mentioned. I think he might have mentioned it too. But Candace, you've got a golden opportunity here to to get out in front of these candidates and talk about ending the Georgia income tax. Uh, don't rehash 2020. That would be my advice. You right now, Candace, you need to get your name recognition up, and I think you're 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 doing great with the constitutional carry and that needs to be a staple but you re- and you're doing great with talking about farmers in the Georgia economy you but you've got to add I think in my humble opinion you've got to start advocating to get rid of the Georgia income tax and if you need to sit down with somebody and, and hear what a consumption tax would mean for Georgia a sales tax and no income tax would mean for the people of Georgia for the businesses of Georgia uh, trust me you want to encourage manufacturing to come to Georgia get rid of the Georgia income tax. Uh, it's as simple as that. So these are some really good things, Candace, that Candace Taylor could do to to elevate her name, her name recognition, and really stick to some really good issues that really would help Georgians. Rehashing twenty twenty is not going to help Georgians. Uh, pitting the 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 establishment voter against the Trump voter isn't going to help anything. We've got to stand together. And so my, and my message again to all the candidates. I, I would like to see uh, Candace Taylor, Vernon Jones, David Perdue, and Brian Kemp, I would like to see all of them stand together on a stage and profess unity in beating Stacey Abrams. And that would be my other message to Candace and, and to Vernon and, and to Purdue. As, and well, Purdue has got a big name. But to get your name elevations, talk about beating Stacey Abrams. Uh, look, I know you've got a Purdue, uh, you've got a Purdue, you've got a primary fight coming. Uh, a contest coming, I should say. And, and your instincts are going to be to knock down Kemp and Purdue because they've got the big name. But let me tell you something. Put your energy towards Stacey Abrams. We've got to stand in unity to beat Stacey Abrams. That has got to be the message. So, folks, take it from me. Please do not allow yourself to be divided by the establishment Republicans or, 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 or if you want to call us Trump voters or anything. We've got to stand together to beat the Democrats. We've got to come together and beat Stacey Abrams. So whoever the nominee ends up being, whether it's uh, Candace Taylor or Purdue or Kemp or Jones, we must stand together and beat Stacey Abrams. That is the message. Don't forget it. So, all right, folks, we've got to get out of here. You guys stay tuned for Locked and Loaded. It's coming up next. And have a great and wonderful new year. I'm out. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.